Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we have a special car and a special guest. I think it's the oldest car we've had on the podcast, Mick. It certainly is. 1927. Robin, what? welcome to the show, Robin. With, with what, Mick? With a Lancia Lambda. Am I the oldest guest as well? Are you the oldest guest? <laughs> uh, yes, you, look, we can say that. You certainly are. Um, <laughs> Thank you for making the time. And no, not only that. You're I, still young at heart, Robin. Tell I, me. I, I think, Robin, as well, you've had the car since you were 21. Yes. So you would be the person that's had a car for the um, greatest amount of time. Yes, that's I That's ever been on our podcast. That's right, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, certainly had it since, yeah. So tell us, you got it at 21. What's the story behind that? When I was, I think, probably a teenager going to school, I lived at Eden Hills and I caught a train to uh, go to school. Um, and going past, I thought it was probably in Mitcham, you could see into people's backyards and you could see sort of old chassis and bits and pieces. I just sort of thought that looked okay and I didn't really like the look of the modern cars much. And then when I was, I think it was in first year university, there was a um, fairly posh showroom somewhere in Adelaide and there was a yellow uh, Rolls Royce, a vintage Rolls Royce that I used to walk past and just drool over and thought, yeah, well, I'd like one of those. So that Rolls (laughs) Royce, uh, Robin, so that was a vintage back then already? Yes, yeah. So we're talking... Vintage is vintage, you know. Yeah. What, 20s? Yeah, so that, and you knew so. you wanted a vintage car from back then. So Robin. I decided then that when I got a car, it would have to be a vintage car. And the Rolls Royce was out of out of reach, or? just just a bit, <laughs> just a bit out of reach. But that would have been something. Was I assume that was quite a big car? Oh, it was huge. It was just the most beautiful car. It was. Yeah, in comparison to the Lancia that you ended and, up with. Oh well, well, I was never going to get a Rolls Royce. No, but it w- wouldn't have been that much bigger. And um, no, but it was probably fit. A bit more expensive. Yeah, now expensive definitely, but yeah. uh, lengthwise, because that Lancia is a big car, Robin. Yeah, yeah. For you to drive as a young lady, young teenage girl, 20, or no, 21 years old. 21, yeah. You know, driving it through the Adelaide Hills every day. My gosh. That, yeah. w- that would have been some feat really back then. And the modern cars back, so you bought that would have been in 19... It would have been in 1962, 63. Well, okay. I turned 21 in 1963, but I had acquired it. So the modern um, cars in 1963 in Australia would have been the... Holdens and Fords. Yeah, Holden or, HQs. Mm, not the yep. HQ, so it would have been the EH or something yep, like that, or the yep. Ford XPs, yeah, yep, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And the European, there wouldn't be many European cars. No, there would have been yeah. some old Mercedes Benz. Oh, there, yeah, there were a few, yeah. and a few oh. English, lot, you know, um, Austins and... Yeah, and things like that. So, and the yeah. early, some of the early Ferraris came out in about the sixties. Here, some of the yeah, early cars. I wasn't really aware of them, so yeah. perhaps they were. Yeah, um, but um, my sister had uh, married a farmer, and the, uh, they lived near Casterton in Victoria. And um, my brother-in-law was on a bit of a mission. He wanted to help me find a car, and there were lots of. Uh, vintage cars, you know, Minervas, Vauxhalls and things that have been, and Lancias that have been on farms and turned into utes and things like that. So he had some contacts um, and he was the one who actually traced um, Arthur Ralston who owned this Lancia, which was for sale. So that's how I acquired it. So he tracked it down for you. So was he a keen enthusiast also, Robin, of vintage cars? Absolutely, yes. So yeah. what did he have? He had a Volkswagen. <laughs> he had a Volkswagen, a vintage Volkswagen. 
<laughs> well, a 50s Volkswagen. Yep. Yeah. So you ended up with the luncher. And you, you 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 loved it straight away, is it? Or well, we took it. Uh, um, two of the I joined um, my friend Sue and I joined the Vintage Sports Car Club with a view to acquiring a vintage car. Unlike most of the all male other members who thought we were either looking for husbands or <laughs> that we might be lesbians. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, back then that would have been the case. Well, how many absolutely. other female members were there, Robin? None, none, no. So you were the first two? No, so it was it was actually quite daunting. Yeah, it would to, have been. Um, but I figured the way to get help and to own one was to belong to a vintage sports car club. Yes. So that's, that was the first step. So, sorry, you joined the club before you bought the luncher? Yep. So how's that yeah, to, to mix in that? Yeah, yep. to mix with people that would know about them and if what would come up and what's available. It's a great way yeah. to do it, really. It was pretty scary, but well, um, <laughs> at the time would have been daunting. Yeah, yeah. So um, once they realised that both of us, because Sue ended up buying a a sunbeam, a sunbeam. Yeah, um, a couple of the guys had a we had a van and um, that uh, they and Sue and I hopped in the van and drove to Warrnambool. Overnight, I think, we drove and we took the car for a drive and the two fellows sort of inspected it and prodded it and kicked things and then we had another drive and decided it was a good buy. So these are the fellows from the club that yeah, came with yeah, you. Yeah. So basically, you actually ended up having them do the pre-purchase inspection for Absolutely, you. Absolutely, yes. So... So, because you wouldn't have had any photos of the car, it's just all word of mouth, no, correct? No, well, no, my brother-in-law had been to look at it. Oh, so, so he had yeah. seen, okay, so mm. someone had it uh, visualised, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so from there, how did you get the car back to Adelaide? Um, well, uh, we, we'd arrived in the van, I can't even remember what sort of van it was, but my sister and Ian and the, and the, the I think she only had two children then, they, they were in holiday in Portland, so we drove um, from uh, Warrnambool, where the car was, to Portland, and then stayed overnight, and then we drove. Oh, so basically, Sue and I drove it back to Adelaide. So <laughs> you drove that car back to Adelaide, yep. and look, we'll have some video and uh, pictures of this car, and really, it's it'd be quite daunting to and, drive that car. And when that was nineteen sixty three, sixty four, sixty three. So how many fuel stops did you make? Because how big is the tank on that car? I can't remember. <laughs> well, the engine's not very big. It's a V four. V four. Yeah. Um, I think it was. It's one of the largest because that's a nineteen twenty seven. The lunch lambdas came out. Uh, Robin, you mentioned about nineteen twenty one. Yeah, they came through. Yeah, the the lambdas. Yeah. From, yeah, and they had a variety of engines, sort of every because they made about seven or eight series of the yeah, of yes, the cars. And this is the, this is the seventh series. The seventh series, yeah. 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 So yeah. they went from about nineteen twenty one, twenty two to nineteen twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. And Always that shape, or they tweak uh, the shape. A well, bit? They, mine's a long chassis, but there's a short sh- chassis model, which mine's, is a five seater. The short chassis. Uh, no, no, this, yeah, it's the same. Mine's a Wayman saloon, which means it's a wooden body with a fabric covering. Uh, but the torpedoes, which are the open uh, sports model, they're the ones that are probably even more desirable. So um, you mentioned about yours is the um, the chassis that, and then it's got a, a fabric body or wood, wooden body, a wooden, wooden fabric. Body. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, uh, I think, Vincenzo Lancia bought out. They he em- emulated the chassis based on a ship. Yep. So that he made the bottom of his ship, and then you don't worry about whatever's on top. So it I was stiff. That. It was stiff enough that you didn't have to worry about the whole body 
to the make weight up the of stiff- that body for that. Well, it's just the stiffness of the the, the, the tub, the tub, basically. Okay, yeah. You know, so he was very in- innovative. Uh, he was very innovative. He's, uh, lots of people think he was quite mad, and there's some really strange things. But um, basically, yeah, a uh, uh, way ahead of his time in many ways. Yeah. yeah, and the other thing that we noticed, and and you pointed out, Robin, as well, Oops. is that front independent suspension. Yep. So back then, they would have been one of the first to do that, I'm sure. Pretty much. I'm not sure that anyone else did, but yeah. yeah. So when you bought that car, Robin, was that the one you were set on? Or you wanted a lunch or you wanted a vintage? And I, just wondered so if, I wanted a vintage. I wanted something that was going. I wanted something I could drive. I wanted something that looked a bit like a Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah, so they ticked all the boxes. Ticked all the boxes. And you bought it off the second owner, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so it was. So my parents bought it for my twenty-first birthday. I had the option of the car or a party because it wasn't cheap back then. No, I can um, imagine. I would have um, taken the car as well, Robin. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Well, we still got the car. Still got the car. Or well, the party we'd have. You still had a party, Robin. I'm sure. No, I had a. I had a group of friends for dinner. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So with, with memories this, with this car. So you met your husband after buying the car? No, oh yes, way after. Um, well, no, Sue and I were. Um, Physio, well, students when I got the car because I used to drive it to university and I used to um, make sure I had lots of my friends in it so they could push. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Just, I just need to move my knee. Yeah, so I drove it to uni and I drove it to work. And then in 1965, Sue and I had been working for it's my friend Sue, who by this time acquired a Sunbeam. We'd saved up enough in a year and a bit of being physios to go to England, which we both did, uh, on the Canberra. So three weeks at sea and then we uh, had work in a hospital in Surrey, um, Queen Mary's Hospital for Children, and lived in the suburb of, of I think it was Wellington then, but um, later on Carshalton. But uh, because I belonged to the Vintage Sports Car Club, I'd met some people including a dear friend of ours Max Fole who ended up being our best man and we had letters of introduction to various people in the UK and of course some of them lived quite close so um, one evening we were collected by this young man who picked us up and drove us down to where he lived with his friend that was Adrian who married Sue (laughs) So we got rid of one then. Uh, a bit, well, yeah. Sue fell in love straight away. Uh, well, they, yeah, they clicked straight away. Yeah. But then Andy was out because he was at an animal car meeting. And either he was at an animal car meeting or he didn't want to meet these two Australian girls. <laughs> but anyway, he he arrived back later that evening and um, we socialised with them quite a bit, you know, going to pubs and things like that and parties. And, um, yeah, then Andy and I sort of clicked i guess and so he had an ammo car back then yep he had an ammo car in the garage that um, when adrian picked us up to go and look at their cars there was a delage which adrian was restoring um an early um delage and um a 1929 uh, ammo car which was going which was andy's so yes that's how we met. So it was love from first sight with these cars and, and well, love at first sight with the cars. Did um, you know about the Amal car back then? Had um, you? Well, Max Vole, who 
was the contact person had animal cars and I'd actually, um, I was talking to a, a friend because um, the Vintage Sports Car Club used to have a variety of events and one of them which they still have is called the Watts Trophy and uh, which is a sort of a muddy hill climb sort of thing. We went to a couple of those and I, so I'd, I'd met Max obviously and uh, he, he and Andy had corresponded and so he was a sort of it was Max's fault, really. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's always someone's fault. Yeah, yeah. But uh, look, you know, we talked about it before that it's so fantastic that you've got a husband and wife that are both into cars. Well, I always used to say back then that I was looking for a mechanic, not a husband. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you found both, did you? Was um, yes. Although he was much keener on working on the animal cars. I mean, Lancia, yeah. Well, and Andy. Put, Andy loved the luncher? He loved the luncher and I went off with a bit and then I sort of decided that he could be half owner. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> nice of you. Uh, and were you half owner of the animal car as well? Not, or not maybe really. Not, not, not really. really. Anyway. Not really. But that, anyway, we, yeah, we kept, we, so we came back to Australia. We got married in Australia and, um, in fact, we had uh, Max's um, animal car. We drove away from our wedding reception in it. It was an oh, open. Oh, wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are no photos of that, which is a pity. Yeah, and then um, messing around with cars and Andy seemed to acquire rather a lot of animal cars. Um, the luncher was still going, but it, I even took the kids to school in it on, on occasions. But for various reasons, a few things were going wrong with it. Um, a crack block, for starters, okay. and uh, kids growing up, so we took it off the road for some time. And you, you mentioned about the crack block on the um and the engine you've still got that so you've got you haven't got the original engine in no, the, the, in the car uh, at no, the moment it's an eight series okay engine. so it's an eight series engine which might be the next size up as well oh, but, but the, the original engine but the original will, engine you still have still got, yeah. and these days you'll be able to fix that quite easily i would say there'll uh, be places that can fix it well they're aluminium they're, they're, yep. yeah i mean it was attempted but did try and mend it but so far and the, the and the eight seems to work. I mean, yeah, it, does it, work. Was, it, it works, certainly it works certainly perfect. works. Yeah. But it, it is good that you've got all the original um, parts. parts, like the engine as well. Yeah, so yeah. any future owner that gets it, you know, can actually get that sorted out and put it back in if they want to. And you said you um, reupholstered the. Well, the first thing that went wrong, um, we'd taken it to three rallies with kids in the back. This is in from Adelaide to Castlemaine driving it. Um, so in 1977, 79 and 81, in the eight, I think it was after 81 that we actually had the um, had to replace the 7 Series engine with the with the 8. And it never really went that well after that. It didn't, you know, there were a few, yeah, there were a few problems. So also the kids were starting, you know, school and I was working. So we basically took it off the road yeah. and... During that time, they, of course, over the years, the woodwork and the fabric started to disintegrate, even though it had been off, you know, undercover, undercover all the time. But um, the wood was starting to rot. Um, so I'm just trying to try and trying to remember the sort of sequence of events because. Well, it's over um, over many years, Robin. Yeah, so I can yeah, understand. Yeah, I know. But it was off the road for several years. 
And you had that restored then, so you had the fabric and the wood restored? Well, and I think it was early 2000s, 2004, 2005, I think. So we'd taken the doors off and replaced the wood. Then it went to an upholsterer friend in Clare who uh, refabriced. It was over several years. We took our time. And he, he refabricated, uh, did up the, the body, refabricated it, and then also did the interior and the leather upholstery in the seats. So was that uh, early 80s you're saying, Robin? No, no, this no, is no 2000s. 2000s, 2000s. 2000s. okay. So yeah. it's 20-odd it's years old now, the reupholstery. Yeah. Looks but fine. it looks, um, looks fine. Yes, yes, actually, yeah. Well, 2005, I think, t- six was the, the doors. It was probably up to about... 2010 okay. was by the when we we took took it back and because it's a macular condition now it does look good and we got it back and we found that there was a problem with the head so I had to buy a new head which we had imported from England and then um, that meant that the engine really basically had to be not rebuilt but it had to be put back together in such a way uh, that there would be no more problems with the um, cracked locks cracked heads. And this is due to a very uh, good uh, lambda owner name of Bill Smith, and it's very very complex way of putting it all back together. They had to have a um, a special head gasket made for this car only. So there's two. Wow. <laughs> um, I've got a spare, which is which uh, is always uh, handy. And yeah. um, another friend um, helped put it all back together. Um, so at the moment, then it's it it runs, it starts, it it goes. It's um, so the only thing uh, you know when we looked at it and we ended up um, you ended up starting it. That starting procedure that you went through, it's a bit of a theatre. We talked about that. Yep. Now, is that normal? Like even back then, did you have to oh, no, switch no, no, on no. the fuel? No, no. What I'd do when I'd start it back then, I'd probably just um, you know milk the carburetor. Oh, so you'd yeah. still have to open up the bonnet to milk yeah. the carburetor yeah. Yeah. before you but started. But I wouldn't have. I probably left. I would have left the engine the, the, when I was using it all the time. I wouldn't have turned the petrol off. Yeah, oh, I see. So that you leave that on, yeah. but you still yeah. have to milk the carby to yeah. actually yeah. get that running. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. That was a but great uh, process. but it started so, quite quickly, and you yeah. hadn't started it for a while. So that yeah. was that oh, was yeah. promising. And I mean, back then, um, if it wouldn't start, you could either roll it or get your friends to push it. So you were, you were used to jump-starting it then? Yeah. That's unreal. With the, you know, And this one is a – sorry, is it three-speed or four-speed, this four one? Four-speed. It's a four-speed. So that was something novel as well. So how many other lunch alumnas are there in South Australia? One other. The, so there's, there's only two. It's now, so insane. When, oh, the other thing is, too, actually, going back to when I got it, mm. there were probably half a dozen – Lam- in, in Australia or? In, in Adelaide. In Adelaide. And I'd actually, I remember now, I'd been actually to look at a couple of them and decided that I thought they were rather nice. And they were all yeah. the long wheelbase? Mm, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing that you yeah. would have wanted something like that back then, especially as a female. Isn't that? I mean, we can say that because back then, you know. It's just a big car. It's a big car. It is, it is a big car. The The turning circle, though, is very, very good because, of, I suppose, with you know, the, the camber or the caster on the, yeah. the wheels. And, and the wheels are at the front. <laughs> right at the front. That's true, too. So there's not there's not a lot of overhang. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a benefit as well. And we'll say now difficulties in finding tyres for that car. Would be difficult. 
No, the you, the cars now uh, is still on its original twenty two inch tires, which are not available anymore. Yeah. So so the tires are very old, and very hard, mm. and uh, if when not if when someone else takes it on, then they'll probably need to replace them. Yeah. So you'd have to replace but them with twenty one inch, which they look okay, but it looks a lot better on the skinny. Big yeah. tyres. Okay, so that yeah. means you'd have to change the rims as well uh, to be able to get the tyres. I, I believe that fit. so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, you, so in saying that, you know, you're saying about someone else who would look yeah, at that's it. Exactly so what you, you have got it. For, it is actually for sale. This one. Well, I'm getting a bit old, and, <laughs> I'm, not, a, I'm, no. um, and I'm not always going to have four people. In the back that can push me. <laughs> That's stopped. true. It was handy to have. We someone did run in. out of fuel. Yeah. And Although Robin, we did run out of fuel, but you did say, and you were prepared. You had the jerry can and the funnel. I knew. I knew it was going to run out. Yeah. 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 So we went for a little bit of a drive and didn't quite make it back. So it was handy having a few of us to push. Yeah. So definitely for sale, Robin, to it's the not, right owner. Well, it's not the sort of car that someone of my age can leap into and start and take out. As yep. you know, I had to get one of you to turn the fuel on. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you did yeah. well. I mean, I was surprised Mate. because, okay, turn the fuel on because it, you don't do it often enough. And if you were driving it more regularly, just leave the fuel on. So that wouldn't mm. have been a problem. But I was quite impressed the changing gears. And this has got the straight cut gears, I think. Yeah, well, so it's, um, I think, as I mentioned to you, that um, the friend in uh, Ian Simpson in Victoria I uh, said it's the best gearbox, Lambda gearbox, he's ever driven. That, um, well, it well. is amazing. I mean, it, and the clutch is actually quite light, which I was surprised as well. Look, it's it's an ama- it's an amazing car, even just to sit in. I'm I'm surprised that you still own the car in the condition. I love that. Has Sue still got her Sunbeam? I believe so. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Have you were you ever I'll, tempted to sell the lunch at any stage of your ownership period? I mean, yeah, it's a long time that you've owned this car. Did you ever think, oh, it's time to move it on now? No, no, I've never, I've never ever thought that. Um, and, That's and in fantastic. fact, um, there has been someone who's been interested in taking it on, and has he's decided not to. Mm. And I realised that while he was taking his time, it actually allowed me to realise that I. I can't really keep the car because okay. for practical reasons. But uh, there was never any reason to get rid of it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. And, and you've you've enjoyed it for so long. It's been a family car. Absolutely. You know? They had the storage availability. Ca- I mean, that That's right. That wouldn't fit in many – it wouldn't fit in my garage. And on these, no, it's n- not that. The, most of these new homes, it wouldn't fit me. No, in a lot of the new homes, it wouldn't fit. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that, especially the length. The width is not so bad. It's no, width the, is okay, it's, but it's the, the length. length. Yeah. Right? No, it was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, in terms of driving that, though, so you've done a, a fair few, you've gone interstate with it as well? Oh, yes. Well, originally when we drove uh, it back from, but, but yes, we, Andy and I took it to three rallies, Adelaide to Castleman in the late 70s, early 80s, including two young kids in the back. Um, <laughs> no seatbelts? No seatbelts. We didn't have to. Um, so now, to, do you need to put them in now if you no. want to? No, no, no. It, you don't need to. As you can, as long as they didn't come out as original equipment. Uh, but okay. they've got a lot more strict about uh, young kids in vintage cars. I think I think they have to be twelve or older. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. That's just, yeah. yeah. 
No, don't worry. We make a lot of mistakes too, <laughs> Robin. So we yeah. just, like but we said, we're just enthusiasts and we're passionate about things. And yeah. I, you know, we we know how passionate you are about your car and and everything you've done with your car and Andy's car with the Amel car as well. So look, uh, you look. Thanks for coming on the on the show, and uh, we look forward to seeing the video. And that will be on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. But thank you for giving us the opportunity to step back in time. Certainly you know, step back in step, time. We stepped back in time when we went for that little, just that little drive. I couldn't not take the smile off my face. I could not believe mm-hmm. I was in something like that. Because you see those in the old, you know, movies and things. like that. Unbelievable. And so Black and white movies. Never in a million years did I think we were going to start it. I, th- I thought, here we go. Now, and when you said, yeah, let's start and go for a drive, I said, oh, I thought it was, well, I, I just thought it was just being stored. You know, I was just in shock. It was a great day. Thank you very much, Rob. We certainly do appreciate. And uh, look, uh, this is more than a classic. It's uh, what are we going to call it? Is it vintage or veteran? Veteran. Uh, Vintage. Vintage Vintage at the moment. Yeah, and you know, a lot more women these days driving these old cars. Yeah, that's right. Cars. So, but but certainly back then, you would have been a pioneer. I think there's no doubt. I think we probably were. Yes, we. I'm just thinking back to the Adelaide Uni car park. Adelaide Uni. And well, yeah, some went I park because we we're at the medical school. It must have been just on Frome Road, I think. So the Adelaide Uni car park back then, oh, around no, the Adelaide no, University, no, the no, Daytonas no. over there. I, I think it was just on the road somewhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, imagine the cars parked around. People <laughs> wouldn't have known what it was. No, uh, no, no. You know, no. So, Actually, so where did you take it for servicing and? You know, uh, well, friends. Okay, you said yeah. mostly did it yeah, all vintage sports car club, would, would and that's why, and that's yeah. why you joined the club. That's right. Yeah. You've got and that's it. why you know so much about the car too, because once your friends are coming to service the car there, you're seeing everything. Well, yes, and servicing probably wasn't quite like servicing now. Like, oh, you really? Know, you know, cleaning the plugs and changing the oil a bit, but that, yeah. that probably about all you did. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's yeah. true too. Yeah. There would have been less things to Much do. Less things yeah. to do. Yeah, mm. and and less things to go wrong, I suppose, but. Yeah, true. Yeah. But anyway, thanks once again, Robin. And uh, you can catch us on the show uh, at mickandori at gmail.com and certainly we'll have some YouTube on there. And uh, we really enjoyed it. That's so w- thank you again. And um, we're going to leave it there. And remember, if your car's not a classic... It will be one day. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, guys.